Today's show is brought to you by Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game ever. Actually, Coach, Hoopsters is sold out worldwide, completely sold out. So we've got a new sponsor tonight. Hmm. Um, oh. oh. Okay. Hi, this is Coach. And if there's one thing that we can be sure that every true sports fan loves, it's beautifully designed wallpaper. That's right, Coach. Sports fans love beautifully designed wallpaper. And I'm not talking about those garbage prints at Sherwin-Williams. Hell no. I'm talking about the artfully designed patterns from our friends at Paperbird. Those rule. From geometric and modern to classic and vintage, these are the patterns that will set your walls apart. Plus, it's peel and stick wallpaper, so no more fussing with liquidy glues and brushes and stuff. Paperbird's wallpaper is easy to clean, safe, and non-toxic, just like Sports Wednesday. So head to paperbirdhome.com to get yours today. And tell them BMOC sent you. Good times. All right. Okay, we're going to do this in three, two, one. QBMOC. Today on Sports Wednesday, we break down the final four with former Wright State Raider Dr. Drew Burleson and golf cart driver extraordinaire nephew Jeremy, if he can get on the podcast. Plus, Hope Springs Eternal with the crack of the bat. It's opening day, and we make our way to early World Series picks. It's not Monday. It's not Tuesday. It's. Sports Wednesday. Forward! Sports! Sports, Sports Wednesday! Sports for the medium fan! Sports with a beer in your hand! Sports! Sports, Sports Wednesday! <laughs> that was really good. Another righteous intro. Welcome to Sports Wednesday, everybody. Sports talk for the medium fam. That means we get the big stories right, and we frequently get the details wrong. And if you're cool with that, we can go ahead and have a show. And this is a legit show, is it not, Coach? This is 10 times legit of any legit show we've ever had. So I'm, we're going to introduce our guests in a minute, but I'm just saying, last, last week we had on a former D3 college <laughs> basketball player who played for by his own admission, the worst college basketball team in the nation, and he was the worst player <laughs> on that team. And that was our second top-rated show. So we've got a legit D1 legit. player on tonight who's been in the chart. I can't even. I'm so excited. But let's do introductions. My name's Pete Brown. I am the big man on campus, or BMOC. That's what my co-hosts call me. And then, of course, uh, get on the train. The conductor's Maddie Choo Choo, basketball legend. <laughs> Matt Longley joining me as always. Coach, how are you? I'm I'm good. You're feeling wound. I'm wound up for this show. This is the biggest show since we almost got Bonzi Wells. I I just I'm just afraid. Like in most of my sports career, I'm going to screw it up. I'm I'm going to miss the shot at the end. I'm just going to screw this up. So I need an assist. That's all right. We got Maestro to keep us grounded. That guy bringing the sick guitar licks, the live music that sets this show apart. The Maestro. He just joined the Fifty Club. Maestro, have you gotten your AARP membership card yet? I did. I get like a free trunk basket or yeah, something. Yeah, I got the same one. Wow, very exciting. Oh, that's legit. Oh, I'm getting. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's scary and awesome at the same time. Alrighty, so a uh, couple of things here. If you want to follow the show on the social media, we're on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, and everywhere else that's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Sports Wednesday. And we're still on Cappuccino. God love Maestro. He's keeping it going. Keep it going. Join. Join us on the Cappuccino and you'll hear a daily podcast, which is just uh, made up of beans submitted by uh, listeners and ourselves on the show. 
All right, I have to do the there quick ESPN bracket update. And I go, this has been a disaster because uh, someone named Clay Hodges submitted 40 brackets to our group. He's going to win. But right now he's in second place. Rackgia 8 is in first place. Come on, Rackgia. Uh, but this is, this is temporary. I've looked at it. Rackgia 8 was picking Illinois to win it oh. all. So there's no way Clay Hodges isn't going to win this over on ESPN. Clay, make sure you reach out to us on the social media so we can send you your merch. All right. You ready to introduce our guest coach? Yes. Uh, Woo! We um, so we have like I said, we have a legit Division One basketball player, and that is the one and only Wright State Raider, Doctor Drew Burleson. How you doing, Drew? I'm great. You know, um, I remember back to some advice my dad gave me. We were sitting there, like I was, I think I was in high school, and he's like, "If you work hard, you know, you you try your best and everything." You may get to play Division One basketball. He's like, you may become a physician. He's like, but if you really play your cards right, one day you may be sitting there on the Sports Wednesday <laughs> podcast. So I'm nice. just honored to be here. What a wise man. Sure works. Never spoken. And uh, also joining us now is uh, is your buddy, nephew Jeremy. Now, are you guys high school buddies? Is that right? Jeremy and I grew up together, um, and he he held Matt away from us for the longest time. We'd always heard these stories about Matt, his cousin. Or Matt, how are you? You're his uncle, or who? What, what's your I relation? I think I'm, I'm I'm his uncle. I'm I'm old, so sometimes yes, something we we'd hear stories about him. And then all of a sudden, we never had, had a chance to meet. Then all of a sudden, Jeremy got married, and we met Matt, and it was just like Jeremy had been keeping him from us for all these years. <laughs> but no, Jer- Jeremy and I grew up together. We've been best friends ever since we were probably six years old. We had the same babysitter growing up, so we've known each other forever. Nice. So a couple of Wheelersburg Pirates on the show. Now, Jeremy's mic is not working. So uh, at various points, I'll do the jokes I was going to do for Jeremy. And then coach, you can just laugh really loud. The, the one thing I wanted to point out to our longtime listeners was this, this past summer, there was a show where coach, he showed up and his whole side of his body was bruised. And we're like, what happened? And he said, well, I was in a golf cart accident. And apparently what happened was <laughs> nephew Jeremy, AKA golf cart, Jeremy managed to Flip the card upside down on top of coach, oh. uh, and, uh, <laughs> which is amazing. We immediately have now we have on our store, the Sports Wednesday store, the upside down golf cart T-shirt still available, a top seller <laughs> there. I wanted to I have a whole series of questions for Jeremy about driving the golf cart, but uh, we'll, we'll hold those out for another show. And I, I'm going to point out to coach. He showed up for you at Pelotonia when you were doing oh the 16 God. mile Absolutely run. Absolutely did. Absolutely did, Cousin Jeremy. Uh, so what I did, though, before we move on, is I went back to that first show after the accident, and I wanted to see if I could hear the pain in your voice, okay? okay. So I'm going to play a little clip from it, and just, just let me know if you guys can hear the pain in Coach's voice having been flipped over on the golf cart by cousin, by nephew Jeremy. I think this is you right after the golf cart accident. Certainly hope you're all doing well. My name's Pete Brown. I am the big man on campus, or BMOC, as my co-hosts call me. Keeping the trains running tonight. Joining me, as always, although he's a bit ailing, based on uh, his pre-show chatter, basketball legend, Matt Longley. How are you doing today, Coach? You could just hear it there. <laughs> oh, coach, what a wuss. Oh, man. All right, so why do we have a Division One basketball player on the show? Because 
the March Madness tournament, getting to the final four. These are our highest rated shows every year, but we've never had on a legit guest. Maestro, are you ready to do a little tourney talk? Let's do it. Turn it talk, turn it talk, 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 turn it talk. Wow. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. We are to the final four now. And uh, and I think uh, three of the teams, not surprising everybody. One of the team, definitely a surprise. And that is UCLA, number 11, got on a tear. Gonzaga, UCLA. My first question, and we're going to go to you first, Dr. Drew. Can UCLA do it? And if so, how? So, I mean, I guess to give a little background, I didn't give much earlier. So I played at Wright State. We went yep. to the NCAA tournament whenever I was a senior, uh, lost to Pittsburgh in the first round. Um, do I think UCLA can do it? I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I, in these NCAA tournament games, I think it comes down to a couple of things. Like one, like which style of play is going to prevail? Um, and when it comes to Gonzaga, I mean, they, they – they're a great offensive. They're a great defensive team. So I think no matter how you try to play that game, I mean, I, I think Gonzaga comes out on top. Um, the other thing is, it's, it really comes down to the, I mean, the players on the team. I mean, I, I think if you look at a lot of these games, you really, you really need about two players on each team to really have a good game. If you if you pay attention to that, it's the team who has a couple of guys who can get you know fifteen to twenty points in these these games that usually wins. I mean, they're usually pretty low scoring games, um, and, and I and I see that a lot more on the Gonzaga side than I do the. Um, UCLA side. So, I mean, even though it's been a great story and being a living in Cincinnati now and Mick Cronin being the old coach of Cincinnati, being at UCLA, it's, it's kind of fun to see them make this little bit of a run. But I mean, I just, I don't think that they have what it takes to knock off Gonzaga. So let me ask you this. So in 2007, what you referenced, you guys beat Butler in the conference mm-hmm. championship tournament, a game that coach was telling me earlier tonight, he's pretty sure he was watching. That was Brad Stevens coached Butler team. Uh, after like they spanked you hard in the regular season that year. So I mean, there's actually a pretty funny story about that. So I have a couple of good friends. Jeremy, this is not a Jeremy story, but so the, um, they, we played them at Hinkle Fieldhouse. They beat us by about 40 points. Um, I actually thought I was going to score my thousandth point that game. I needed seven points. Um, I scored no points that game, even though my entire family drove there to Indianapolis <laughs> oh, to watch it. Of course. Um, I scored it. I did it the very next game, but anyway, they beat us by 40 points. So, we play them at home the next time, and I have two buddies who are you know, just fresh out of college. And I think the point spread in the game was like we like Butler was favored by seven points or something like that at home, and they were like, you know what? They're like Butler beat them by forty last time. Let's let's bet on Butler. We'll make a little bit of money. Yeah. And we actually and we ended up winning that game, and it was just you know pandemonium at, at the Nutter Center where we played. And my buddies were just so you know upset that whole night because that they had <laughs> lost you know a hundred bucks, but. Um, no, nah, yeah, it was it was probably one of the best experiences of my life at beating Butler to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, I have two kids, and I still tell my wife and I tell my kids to this day that winning that game and going to the NCAA tournament was still the singular most best moment of my life. <laughs> oh, you'll, man. Get, you'll get no argument no. here. But let me ask you, what was it about your team that was able to kind of like have such a tournament? Now, I know you, you probably picked up some momentum moving through the Horizon Conference tournament. So we, we had a new coach my senior year. So the, the coach we'd had the previous three years, um, he was a, he, he had coached at Ohio State, and Ohio State had some recruiting scandals and things like that. And because of sanctions that were placed, like they, they had to let him go. And so we, we got a new coach. His name is Brad Brownell, who's now the coach at Clemson. And he was a coach. So he had just started that my senior year. So we started off the season a little bit slow. And so around the time we were we, were, we played Butler the first time, we were – 
starting to gather a little bit of momentum, but I mean, we really hit a buzzsaw with them, but then we kind of picked that back up. And then by the time the NCAA, by the, well, the conference tournament rolled around, we were in, you know, tip top shape. I mean, so we were peaking at the, the very best time that we could. We, we asked this of our guests last week. What is one thing about a, a college basketball athlete, student athlete that would surprise people to learn? I, I think it's just honestly about the amount of time and effort that it takes to do this. I mean, I, I think you, you watch the games and you're like, oh, that's, I mean, this, that seems so awesome. It seems like a lot of fun to play in these games and to, to be in front of those crowds. But I mean, it's, it's, it's more than a job, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. like, again, like I'm, I'm a physician now and I, and I really think that almost uh, that college, that playing college sports is, is more time consuming than, than almost being a physician. If, yeah. That sounds crazy, but it's like there, it, it, it almost is like you're, you're, that's what you do all the time. And no matter what day of the week it is, I mean, you are the, the coaches may call you and say, Hey, we're going to have practice. We're going to have a walkthrough. We're going to have a film session, yeah. weightlifting. I mean, it's, it's, it's all the time. It's all you, it's all you really do. You're, you're every single day, all your classes, um, your trips home, your vac- your vacations, your holidays, everything revolves around that sport and the practices that are involved with that. So, I mean, I think that, again, you see the end product, you see the, the games, but yeah. I mean, you don't see the practice and the off-season workouts and just everything else that goes into to that 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 product that you're seeing on the court. And you know, you know, uh, coach or uh, BMOC, that was sounds like that happens even at the D three level too. It's yeah. like that is your life while you're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last week's guest said, uh, we're like regular college students who submit ourselves to being screamed at for two hours a day. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was nice. What is the toughest place you ever had to play? Uh, Hinkle, for sure. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, it's just, I mean, they, they, they always have a good crowd. I mean, playing Butler, I mean, like they would just, you know, they just, they, they could really shoot. So, I mean, like, it was, it's almost like, not, not, I wouldn't get it, not, not quite like the Golden State Warriors, but I mean, they, they could just add up points so quickly. So, I mean, yeah. it was just, I mean, when you're just – Running up and down the court, there's the, the crowd is right on top of you, and then they're just you know hitting three after three after three. It's just it's tough to yeah. to overcome that. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, they made it that year as an at large pick out of the horizon, even though you guys beat them in the conference tournament. They went. They on did to, I think, to the Sweet yeah, Sixteen, they, I think. Correct. Yeah, they went to the Sweet Sixteen. They lost to Florida that year, who eventually won the national championship. Yeah, that's right. All right, so so Dr. Drew does not see uh, UCLA beating Gonzaga. Let's go to our middle school basketball coach. <laughs> coach. No, hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, the, the whole thing with, with having more than one player, UCLA is is really focused on one guard. They they got 28 points out of one guy, and they scored 51 total last game. Um and he had a spectacular game. They're not beating Gonzaga unless they do two things. One, they gotta have a ba- they gotta have a Robin to the Batman. So, like what Drew said, you gotta have a second or a third option because Gonzaga is gonna be swarming them on defense. And two, you gotta slow the game down because Gonzaga can score. They've they've averaged twenty four. I think it's twenty four to twenty six points. Uh, uh, per game. That's what they're winning by in the tournament, which is insane they are absolutely boat racing everybody so unless ucla and mick cronin is a hell of a coach like he is very capable of of xing and owing and coming up with a great game plan but gonzaga's got amazing amazing athletes four or five options so it would take a hell of a game by ucla i don't see it happening but you know what Wright state beat butler that one time and they lost by 40 the first time so who knows what could happen right 
<laughs> Coach, you've been saying all along this is Gonzaga's tournament to lose. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They they are a well-oiled machine. Mark Few, this is Mark Few's year, I feel like. This is his year. Yeah. Wait, wait, did, <laughs> didn't Coach say that the Zags were going to be? I never that was said his... that. You can't, you can't prove that. <laughs> maybe I imagined yeah, it. maybe. Uh, how about it, Maestro? Gonzaga, UCLA, any chance for, for the Bruins? <laughs> I mean, has anybody, give, has anybody given the Zags a game? Like Oklahoma. a run? In, in any game? the only one. Oklahoma did? Okay. So, Maestro, are you going with Gonzaga in that game? I, I am. I, even though, you know, you know what? I'm going to take UCLA. For sure. It, because here's the thing. They had to play to get into this thing, and they've they've had a tough run. They've and they beat some great teams. So I'll, I'll go with the Cinderella story. Oh man, I was setting you up to take Gonzaga so I could take UCLA. I was going to say the ghost of John Wooden was going to rise up at midcourt, holding his pyramid of success, and it was going to remind them of their glory years. Of course. Well, that's better than me. So I'll go with the Zags. You take UCLA with that. Good deal. All right. Well, let's go to the other half of the bracket. Baylor, not surprising anyone that Baylor's there. They've had some close games, but Maestro has been a Houston advocate from the get-go. Let's go to you first, Maestro. Houston, can I do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Dr. Drew. I'm taking Houston in this one. Um, I think, like, the, the like, again, like I talked about before, I think, like, one of the teams has to, like, impose their will, and they have to dictate the, the, the flow of the game. I think Houston's defense is, is too much. I think that Baylor has a good backcourt, but I mean, I think that they're that they've. I, I don't think that they're they have the offensive firepower to go up against that Houston defense. Um, so I, again, I, I'm taking Houston in a low scoring game here. Noise. Is there a way if you've got a really good defense to like take a team that can shoot a lot of threes and knock them off their game, and that's going to carry you through? Is that how an upset is created? I, I think in college, absolutely. I think like the college and the NBA game is very different. I yeah. think the skill levels is honestly just is completely different. Um, I think in college, though, I mean, yeah, I, I really don't think you have the three point shooters really in, in in college, especially for Baylor, who's able to overcome that defense. So, I mean, yeah, it, I, to be honest with you, I think a lot of the times, like if you watch NBA games, there's a lot like great offense beats great defense. I mean, that's why you can't guard a LeBron or a Kevin Durant. I mean, they just they they're too offensively skilled to be stopped. Yeah. I think the people the, the misconception is always that the defense is really poor in the NBA, but I think it's really just the offense is so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I mean if you have great offense, uh, you could definitely. I mean, if they're making shots, then everything kind of opens up for everybody else on the entire team. But I, I just that's not something that I see happening in this game on Saturday night. Now let me ask you this: In your career at Wright State, did you ever play at Ohio University? Um, so we, whenever we were in high, I never, never in college, in high school with the, the basketball, the, the, Regionals the state tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. We're always at Ohio university. So I played there numerous times. And, and I was there your senior yeah. year when I think you guys might've, might've lost that game. So I apologize if I was there and you lost. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you, you, <laughs> Let me just say that every time I came to see Jeremy play, he lost. So I apologize. <laughs> Have you, uh, Dr. Drew, have you ever ridden in a golf cart with Jeremy? <laughs> I'm sure I, Jeremy and I have played golf uh, numerous times, so I'm sure I have before. You know, I mean, there's been uh, Jeremy and one of our other buddies, Billy, are notorious for wrecking golf carts. So, I mean, it's no surprise that, that either one of them would ever have wrecked I would have golf liked to have known that before I got in the golf cart with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach, uh, Houston Baylor, what do you I'm going to go completely opposite of that. I think Baylor wins this game. Um, of course you do. Of course I do. They've got more options than, than Houston's a good team, but they had to shoot 11 threes. They were super hot last game. Um, both of them rely both on their back courts, not their front courts. So 
Uh, Baylor's a really good team. Houston's good too, but I think the edge goes to Baylor here. All righty. So if I have this right, Dr. Drew, you're looking at a Gonzaga-Houston final. Who's your national champion? Gonzaga. Uh, they, they just have – they're they're too good. Um, we, again, when I talked about having multiple players to be able, who could be able to step up, I think that Gonzaga is so good that their, their players are going to be feeling very comfortable and they're just – I think they're going to win even the finals, I think, going away. Yeah, nice. So would would this make Gonzaga the only team to go wire to wire Second. in the season? First, the last time it happened Second. was Indiana in 76. Six, yeah. yeah. Would this, I mean, would you consider this season a, I, to have a, an I, asterisk? I next wouldn't. To it? I mean, just because they've beaten everybody that's in front of them, they deserve it. All right. Uh, Coach, you have Gonzaga Baylor. What are you doing? Uh, it's really hard not to pick Gonzaga, but so I'm going to pick Gonzaga. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. They're really good. They're just. This is, this is, they're really good. All right. Uh, Gonzaga, Houston, Maestro. I'm going to take Houston. Do it. I knew you would. All right. So I am uh, once again, the, uh, the outlier here with UCLA, Houston. I'll stick with the Bruins. I'm just going to say it's an 11 seed miracle year. Bruins. (laughs) Bruins. All right, so so that's our final four breakdown. Any other question, guys, while we have Dr. Drew on? This is a legit D1 guy played in the tournament. Let's hear it, Coach. All right, so, Drew, I have a couple questions for you. First, or first one is this. when you, What was the one moment where you knew you weren't in high school anymore when you stepped on the court? And then what was the one moment where you knew you belonged on the court in uh, Division One basketball? I mean, it, so I went to a very small school in, in um, Southern Ohio. And I mean, and I was bigger than everybody and I'm more athletic than everybody. So, I mean, it was very easy to like, I mean, if I missed a shot, I'd get the rebound and put it back in. And it was, that was, that was it. I mean, it was, it was an extra rebound and two points. Um, I remember just being in, in college and just and that, that not happening, like, you know, missing a shot and just <laughs> have it. And then the, 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 all of a sudden I, the ball's going the other way and I in Again, just the athleticism, the quickness—I mean, everything was just so much different that um, I, I just—it was something that I'd never seen before. I mean, I played AAU and played against you know you know big players, but it's just every single person out there was was athletic and tall, and so I mean, it was just a, a very different experience than in high school. Um, knowing I belonged—I mean, it's not—it's there's—I don't know if there's a singular moment. I mean, because again, like you—you you play so much, you're you practice so much. I mean, that you start to play with these guys every single day, and you start to kind of earn your stripes almost in practice, almost more more so than you do during the game. Um, so I mean, like again, like through a lot of effort and, and hard work and practice, I mean, I, I start to feel more comfortable. And actually, I started as a freshman, and I mean, there were there were a couple moments whenever there was just there was five freshmen on our team that year who actually were out there playing together, and we, and we were wow. starting to pick up momentum and, and and do pretty well that year. And just I mean, just looking around and thinking that there was five freshmen who were able to play in a college game. I mean, and just thinking that it was a, a pretty special experience. Nice. And one more question because I have to know: Do you remember these two things? Do you remember your first dunk, and do you remember your first three in a game? Uh, in a game, I, my first dunk I remember I, I actually do. I, it was it was ha- it was I was in eighth grade and it was at halftime. We were playing a school called Northwest and I, we were warming <laughs> up for halftime, and I dunked it at halftime of the game. My first dunk in the game was actually not till my sophomore year of high school. It was the first game of my sophomore year. Um, but yeah, wow. I, I can remember I, I remember those moments vividly. Yes. Um, and it, was there a second question? I can't remember. 
first three, but first three, like in college, did you make a, did you, you remember your first three in college? Um, I don't remember that one. A three pointer that I do remember though, is I, again, back to the story wherever I thought I was going to get my thousand point and I didn't get yes. it that game. The very next game, I think I, I needed seven points and it was like the first half and I I'd already scored four points. I was like, so I need three points. And I remember like we were, I'd inbounded the ball and I like looked at the point guard and I was like, Hey, I was like, pass me the ball. I'm going to shoot a three. I need to score three points to get my thousand <laughs> point. And he, and he did. I mean, you know, it wasn't even in the flow of the offense at all. He passed me the ball, and I shot it, and I made it. And then that was my thousand nice. points. So nice. That's that's probably my most memorable one. How tall are you, Drew? That's nice. Six six. Holy moly moly! He's a beast. You got uh, anything else, Maestro? Any other questions? I have a for question. But you, you said you have a couple kids. Two kids. Yeah, two girls. I have a, a daughter who's about to turn five in a couple of weeks, and one that just turned one. So are you gonna are you gonna push them to do sports like you did or? Uh, I mean, not no, not necessarily. I mean, if they, I mean, we are we. I love sports. I mean, I watch it all the time. I mean, I I would assume that they would be into it just because I'm very into it and we play sports and we watch it all the time. I mean, if they're into it, I, I'd I'd love it because I mean that's what I enjoy to do. But if they're not, then I mean I would support them in whatever they do. Nice. I would say just under no circumstances can either of your daughters get into a golf cart with nephew Jeremy. <laughs> uh, I don't let them. I don't let them around nephew Jeremy unchaperoned. That is <laughs> probably a good call. <laughs> right now he's wrecking his hotel room in uh, Indiana. I do have a question here. Uh, this is something I say a lot when I watch basketball, which is uh, unfortunate because I don't know what I'm talking about. But like I look at a team like Creighton. Uh, who beat uh, OU and they moved the ball really well. And I go, that's a well-coached team. Can you look at a, a team playing on the court and tell if, that they're a well-coached team? And can you tell like a Brad Stevens team from a different kind of team? Yeah, I, I think you you absolutely can. I mean, you can tell that, that there's teams who play with a purpose and they have a game plan and there's a, a certain strategy that they're playing with. And there's other teams, even whenever it, like you're watching a team and, it looks like it's a lot of one-on-one, but it, maybe it's not. I mean, it could be someone who their, their game plan is you create mismatches in a certain way. So, I mean, you can definitely see whenever a team is um, definitely employing that strategy that they've been coached to do. And that when they have a lot of diff, uh, discipline and a lot of toughness. Um, and again, that, that's one of the reasons why you see, you know, so many upsets in the tournament or, or why the team with the most talent doesn't always win, because there's a lot more variables that go into that. I mean, like, again, like who's going to, stick to their game plan, who's been, who's mentally tough and who's going to, again, enforce their, their will on the game. What was your plan going into that Pittsburgh game? Um, we had a plan. It didn't work very well. Um, they were, they were, <laughs> they were a lot bigger than us. And our plan was really to let them to let their bigger guys have outside shots. And they hit those outside shots. And it just went it, that it, it, it didn't end well for us. That was back when Pitt was, that was back when Pitt was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were a three seed. We were a fourteen seed, and we 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 kept it close for a while. But again, I mean, we had we didn't like I said, like you had to have multiple people step up, and we didn't do, we didn't do that. I mean, again, we had our our best player, Deshaun Wood, had a good game. I mean, the rest of us didn't didn't play as well as we we could have. And again, we were, were out early. But you, but Drew, you, you got to play in the tournament. That's unbelievable. Yeah, That's it was unbelievable. It, Again, like I mean, the winning that game against Butler to go to the NCAA tournament again had I mean, to have been great. Said, it was an unbelievable experience, but I mean, even like the the week and a half leading up to it, uh, it just was unreal. I mean, just just being on campus and going to you know different bars and different places, and I mean, it's just like it was 
it was unreal. I mean, I, I, I really don't understand. You have a way to describe it. It's just that window of my life is something that I'll never forget. That's awesome. That is awesome. And we can't thank you enough for being on here. We're going to cut you loose in a second. I want to ask you one more question. It's more from a fan's perspective. Because in 2006, Coach and I drove to Nashville for a first-round game, Ohio University, against Florida, the team who would go on to be national champs in 2007. Uh, and during the game, Coach and Florida fan, one row and three seats over, kept getting in disagreements over the rules and the refereeing. And I realized at one point that if it came to it, I was going to have to have coaches back in this fight with the Florida fan. And we were like 35-year-old men with small children at home at this point. How long is that valid? I think it's good up until you're 40. What, what, how, how long is what valid? Getting in a fight with a Florida fan about referee. <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> I don't... I don't know if that's ever acceptable, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. What a wise decision. Oh, what a Good great time. answer. You know what we should do is when our team is playing a team, we'll get Cousin Jeremy hired to drive the other coach around in a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> They're best players, what we should do. I've, uh, I, I feel bad. I've called him Nephew Jeremy, Cousin Jeremy, and Golf Cart Jeremy. I haven't quite settled on one. I feel like Golf Cart Jeremy is the right name for you. I, I don't think it should be anything else. Interesting, the interesting thing is that, you know, Jeremy's got this this uh, man crush on the Zags guy, and yeah. uh, Coach has got a Brad Stevens crush. So there's been a lot of talk of the Zags and Brad Stevens tonight, I'm so I think Coach really is well probably going to sleep I don't really know, well Coach. Tonight. There's also a lot of talk about Brad Stevens going on now, that he may be available for coaching positions soon. I've also heard that, too, which comes up in my uh, two-minute drill. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, Dr. Drew, I can't thank you enough. Jeremy, I know you're locked away in a hotel room in Indianapolis and you can't talk, but thank you for joining us also. Uh, we appreciate that you uh, maimed but did not ultimately kill the coach in the golf cart accident <laughs> of this past summer. And uh, and what we'll do now is we're going we're gonna to wrap this up, guys. I'm going to grab the files and then we'll move on to our next segment. Awesome. Once again, thank you to Dr. Drew Burleson, former Wright State Raider, played the 2007 NCAA tournament against Maestro's Pittsburgh Panthers, the Wheelersburg Pirate, and he is host of the Sports Medicine Orthopod, the Sports Medicine Orthopod, 23 episodes out there. Uh, I just pulled it up. It looks really interesting. And you know what else? It's on the list of top 20 orthopedics podcasts. What? What? Yeah. So, so check that out. Uh, but it's not like you're thinking, I'm not going to listen to this. I don't understand orthopedics. But it's about like, here's one on LeBron James high ankle sprain. You could listen to this and they're going to talk about what that injury means. How it impacts. It means you know, LeBron's a big brain. wuss. That's what it means. Yeah. Uh, and right here, he's got an episode on Tiger Woods. No, I don't know that Tiger Woods is on that episode. <laughs> the episode is just titled. Tiger Woods. Hey, I, there's a there's an Irish there's an Irishman yeah. that likes to talk about Tiger Woods. I wouldn't know anything about that. Tiger. He was a great guest, though. He oh, was he patient. was fantastic. Our questions are all over the map. You know what I really like is we have wanted to have a legit D1 athlete on for a long time, and I have always wanted. And Maestro stole my question: How tall are you? That's what I want to <laughs> ask a D1 athlete when they come on the podcast. Something that I can Google in 15 seconds. Great job, Maestro. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought that was a great question. It was question. a great question. <laughs> oh, man. That, that was, was great, so though. 
Merlson. Okay. Well, uh, as, as much, as much fun as that was, and we could probably sit around and talk about how awesome that was. We need to get onto the serious business of bent with coaches, brother. job on the uke there tonight maestro sounding great all right so uh just so you know obviously we bet with coaches brother we frequently lose but we have been in the middle of this ncaa massive bet it was a 12 pack of local beer that we lost in the first two rounds because he got three more points than us uh but i know we we totally probably evened it up in the sweet 16 the elite eight is that right? oh yeah so so um there were a lot of games. We went from 16, so there were eight games, and then the eight, there were four more, so that would be uh, 12 games. We both dominated, both dominated, and Brutta, solid performance with four total right. <laughs> he got four right, which is good for us because we got two rights. Oh, man. So we lost another 12-pack of local beer? We lost another 12-pack. We owe him a case. All right, so that's bad enough that our losing streak continues. But what happened tonight, Coach? So tonight, I got a knock at the door, and it's the Instacart. And she has in her hands three 12-packs of PBR and a giant tall boy of Budweiser. And I'm like, what? And it's from, of course, Coach's brother. So Coach's brother. So... uh, I'm like, why, why is he giving us beer? So I find out that he left a little message with my wife. And basically <laughs> she said, well, he, he got you the 12 packs. Cause he thinks, you know, he loves the podcast and you know, he wants to take care of his people. And I'm like, well, what's the Budweiser for? And she said, she, he just wants to remind you who's king. Oh, man. I'm like, you son of a bitch. So these PBRs it. that I'm drinking but, right now are spite PBRs. Yes, there's spite PBRs. So, Brada, thanks for the PBRs. And that, oh. That's a that, class act. That That's a guy, he, he's taking so much act. of our money. He's like, you know what, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll pick up your drinks. <laughs> it is, it's say, totally. There's probably enough of that 50-pack to cover his or the, cover the wager we needed to. We're going to win it all back in the next round. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to win it back. All right, so it's the final four. I think uh, we've got to go mm. with some safe picks here. Yes, because I know what his picks are. I'm not going to say it. So you guys Didn't have to we just pick. pick. Well, those were our picks for the scoreboard, yes. Maestro. This is well, we need the brother, brother picks. Totally I know. I'm going to. Uh, I know what his picks are, and I can't. I can't be a part of this. You know. Oh, you know it. But he's going to pick. He's going to pick the winners. I know. Right. I mean, he's going to pick Gonzaga <laughs> and Baylor. So. Well, no. That's is that what you so, want to pick? I say we pick Gonzaga and Houston. Gonzaga wins it all. I like that. Okay. Let's do it. We doing that? Is that your official pick? Final, Final answer. answer. I'm not, yeah, I'm not feeling okay, good. I got to be honest. Is there some differentiation there, Coach? Yes, there's some differentiation. He has Gonzaga, Baylor, with <gasps> Baylor winning it all. So we, yeah. we are in great shape. We are in great shape. This is it, guys. This is it. 
This is yeah, it. Are we confident enough to double up? Double our <laughs> no. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wait. Yep. Wait. Is this the yes, Kansas sir. State bet? Oh, we're good. I love getting fourteen I have, points. I have, and uh, if my clients are listening, please mute the podcast for a second. Uh, I have been drinking for about thirty-eight consecutive hours now. What? So, so let's go. Yes. Yeah, I say we triple or nothing. <laughs> We're right. going all in. Why are you drinking? Three- uh, my uh, my brother-in-law, uh, who's an ex-Marine, uh, showed up at our house and he parked his RV in front of the house. That there's an RV, Clark. And uh, and when Uncle Snacks is here, the PBRs are flowing. Oh, gotcha. So let me uh, let me ask you guys this. So if we win, we only win back one 12-pack. We got to get him a 12-pack regardless. But if- No, 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 no. The finals, if you remember, and I feel we rewind it, the final round is worth a case. So it is so double or nothing already. This, it's okay. already a double nothing. So if you double up, you're doing two you. cases. No, no, I don't want to so do it. We, this, final, this final round is worth a case because he said, let's make it interesting on the final. So we might Luckily, be we have this that, up. that Budweiser plant here in town. <laughs> it's yeah. a case of Bud Light. That's right. Bud Let Light. me ask you this, Maestro. Okay, uh, coaches brought us sending us these PBRs. Class move, not a class move. Oh, it's very class move. He's. I think it's a class move. Oh yeah, he's he's. I mean, you could say they're spiteful, but they're not. He's. Yeah. He's having he's having fun. I, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, he and his family, and I'm, I say this because mine doesn't listen. His family legitimately listens to our show. They are big fans. So like, this is. I like that. We. I like uh, that. That's that. The that's Budweiser, the King of Beers, those went to coach. He's like, that's my special message for you, little brother. Yeah, yeah for sure. We we <laughs> drove up to my in-laws to Canton the other day on Tuesday, and uh, we were looking for podcasts to listen listen to in the car. And I said, we could always listen to some Sports Wednesday. And everybody's like, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing that. Yeah, no. I've tried that too. No one cares about us. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up this segment, Maestro. Cause we're betting with couches, brother. We're betting with couches, brother. We're betting with couches, brother. Let's go, go Zags. Go Zags! <laughs> and we've got uh, Zag a mid-roll ad tonight. Sports Wednesday is brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers. When you want to send your little brother a message, six tall boys of Budweiser, the king of beers. Bush. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's pivot now. That's a lot of basketball. It's it's going to be a good thirty minutes of basketball, but we got to pivot about. So, what day is it, Coach? It's a national holiday. It's opening Heck day. Heck yeah, opening day. And uh, that's when hope springs eternal. Every team is in first place at the beginning of today. I don't know how to even do this. Uh, are we just going to pick World Series teams, or do you want to talk about the upcoming season, Coach? I mean, we I, I, we can wait till next next time because the season will okay. be full swing. Um, so let's just, let's just go World Series teams, and then I can really dig deep and and have a whole episode to talk two or three hours. That's right. So this is not your baseball preview. This is just us making our way too early World Series picks for the scoreboard. And we will go with uh, last year's champ, Maestro, going first. Who is going to be in the World Series, Maestro? Uh, That's a great question. 
It's hard to it's hard to go against Come the Yankees on. and because they're just stacked with some talent. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna be a a horrible horrible person and say Yankees Dodgers. I don't hate that. Who wins? Uh, Dodgers. Dodgers. It's basically the spendy spendy World Series. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coach, yes. what do you got? All right, I'm gonna um. I'm going to go off a, a little bit of the beaten path. I'm going to go. Um, the Dodgers will win the National League, but I'm going to go. I'm going Blue Jays. I really like that young team, and I, I'm going Blue Jays. Surprise everybody! They pick up somebody at the. Is Tim Reigns? Is Tim Reigns still on that the team? Trade. That Damn would be it. Montreal Expos. <laughs> Johnny Old Johnny Olerud. Johnny Olerud, yes, or Danny Joe Cooker. Danny Ainge, um, they but they do have Dante Bichette's young. They have Bichette's young boy, and they have Biggio's boy playing on that team. So it and is they a, have they have definitely uh, Guerrero, yeah, Biggio and Bichette and Guerrero. So they have three. They have lineage there. So um, I really Who's like gonna this win? team. I'm going to go Blue Jays, Dodgers, and Dodgers will win it again. Dodgers they will back win. to back. So once again, I'm just you know. First, I need I need to Do explain it. you guys. Hope springs eternal means you. This is who you. This is your last chance to make a hopeful plea. So I'm telling you right uh, now. Here we go. Cleveland Indians going to the World Series. <laughs> that is hope, and they're going to be playing the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes. Oh wow. Oh, ooh. And I'll go wow. ahead and pick Cleveland in that. Did you guys see, by the way, footage of the, their game in Detroit with all the snow today? I uh, I watched the entire game today. So yes, you know what I'm going to change. You know what, BMOC, you inspired me. Do I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to change it. I'm going to do go. it. You guys ready for this? I'm going to go. I am White Sox Padres. Nice. There's your hope springs. Okay. Eternal. And who wins? Padres. Padres. Padres are ah. a good young team. Uh, that's a sexy that pick. That is not right bad now. at all. I will say this too: in the National League, uh, Joe Girardi managing the Phillies is a situation I like, and and they could make some noise. They could. Who do they got? Yeah. They got that Just Hapa guy, week. huh? They get Hapa, but they don't have Trout. But they so, got Hapa. Uh, all right, so I have some opening day just fun facts for you here, so we can do a little more baseball before we uh, wrap up the show. Okay, hold, yep. hold that for a second, Maestro. Give me an opening day fun facts little stinger here. All right, so this is uh, the first opening day since 1969 where every team is playing on the same day. So wow. You know how recently wow. it's always been like the Reds play theirs a day before everybody else because yes. they have to be first. Uh, we have I to think they play. lost. They were, they were losing by five runs last time I lost. Oh, they got Yeah, they but got the, the good news is they're in good shape orthopedically. Uh <laughs> So uh, okay, yes. so among active players, players most opening day home runs. Any any guess for you guys? Active players, I'm going to say. I'll tell you um, what, you said his name tonight. Bryce Hoppe. That's right, Maestro with five. Wow. As well as Albert Pujols. I, bring, I was going to say Pujols. Pujols. This is going to be a big year for Albert Pujols. So he has 16th right now in most games played. But if he plays a full season, he can move up to eighth. He's mm-hmm. 38 dingers away from 700. 
Ooh, that's a lot that's at his age, 38 in a year, but he could do it. He could, but he's going to need two. What, what do you mean? Uh, two seasons? You don't think? Of, yes, uh, he's going to hits zero chance. If he hits 34, he'll tie A-Rod for fourth place all time. Yeah. Hey, did you guys I mean, hear I, that uh, yeah. A-Rod and Jayla broke up? We did. All right, proceed. <laughs> Should we talk about it? That's the kind of stuff we said we were going to talk about on this podcast 142 episodes ago. That's all I know. <laughs> I think A-Rod was a little bit uh, infidelious. That's that's Ooh. a rumor. So a couple that other uh, milestones this yes. season. Miguel Cabrera is getting close to 500 home runs. He only needs 13. Well, he got one today, so he needs 12. 12. Max Scherzer. Two, Scherzer! 216 strikeouts away from 3,000. That's a huge, huge account. That is big. And then I thought, I, I think this is uh, interesting because a lot of players sat last season out, if you recall. Right. So here's who's coming back. Buster Posey okay. of the Giants. David Price on the Dodgers. Right. They won the World Series without him. Yeah, they did. I you can't think he showed did. up to spring training? He's like, what have you guys been up to? Yeah. Do I get a ring? Ryan Zimmerman. Oh, he, Ryan Zimmerman's back. Yep. Yeah. And then this is, of course, my favorite. Milwaukee Brewer, Lorenzo Kane, or... Locaine. Locaine. If he doesn't, I, if he a, doesn't play that cocaine song as his walk-up song, there's nothing's right with the world. <laughs> he, sh- he shouldn't play baseball. That. So, Who's that other guy in the Brewers that's pretty good? Right fielder? Left fielder or whatever? Uh, the MVP guy? That's yeah. John Jaha. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so those are your opening day fun facts with BMOC and our Hope Springs Eternal World Series picks. Play us out. Play us out. BMOC, BMOC, That's right. And then we're getting ready. This is going to be a long show, fellas. This one's not toy because we don't run clock when we have a guest. But uh, it is time for where we, we can get something off our chest or we can correct something we got wrong or we can make a recommendation. And we call this Rants and Corrections. And recommendations. And re- Thanks, John. <laughs> Maestro sensed, he sensed that you forgot again, Coach. And I didn't. I was coming <laughs> in. A second. All right. You did. I like the arts. Oh, it's, it's, it's good. It's open mic style. Coach, looks like you're standing right. up twice. Let's, let's hear them both. Well, now I have a new rant. about. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. So I have a wreck and a rant. So I'm going to do the Ooh, rant I like first. That, a wreck the and rant, a rant. I have a wreck and a rant. So the rant is very simple. Major League Baseball, get your shit together and get on all the streaming services and allow people to download your or app and let them watch whatever game they want. I'm sitting here in Ohio and I can't get the Indians unless I pay for coaxial land-based cable or if I have one streaming service, which I don't have. All the other streaming services, I can't get the game. So you are losing the battle and getting new fans. You are really losing it when you can't have people quickly say, I want to watch baseball. Hey, what would you have to do? If you spend $7.99 a month, you can get all the games you want and do it. It's so easy. Major League Baseball, you're a bunch of idiots. Figure it hey, out. Coach, what? coach I, have, yes. I, have, I have some news for you. What? Soccer on the upswing. 
baseball <laughs> on the downswing oh, no. is all I'm saying. It's, Ten years from it's now, Ar- it's Armageddon. It's, it's I'm telling you, it's it's not good. It's not looking good. Coach, what streaming service do you have to have to get the games? Okay, so the only streaming service if you're not cable is AT&T Uverse or whatever there that's the only one that you can use YouTube Sling um Hulu just dropped it so the channel isn't picked up by any of them so I can't watch it unless I switch my service and MLB MLB Network it's great you can get the games but if you live in network or if you live like in the area, they're all blacked out. So if I got MLB Network, I can only watch games outside of my network. It doesn't make any sense. Figure it oh, out. Still Barbara's following that 1975 playbook on uh, blacking oh, out games. Horrible. Yes, it's the dumbest thing ever. It's bad, and, and I mean it's to the point where I'm like, I, I, I mean I'm not done with baseball because I can never be done with baseball, but I'm very irritated. All right, tell us your rec. So rec recommendations. So if you're really into the superhero stuff. And everybody's watching Justice League, and um, there's a lot of stuff coming out. If you have Amazon Prime, there is a great animated series called Invincible that it is, it's really good. It it's kind of like The Boys, um, it's 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 rough, rugged, and raw, but it's it's really well done. Um, it's about a kid that 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 has a dad that's a superhero, and he's waiting for his powers. He gets his powers, but there's all this other stuff going on. Uh, it's called Invincible, and it's it's real easy to watch. The first three episodes are out there. Um, check it out; it's really nice. good. All right, really good, Maestro. You're up next. Oh yeah, I got a recommendation too. So uh, you know we we stream a lot of content. We watch a lot of shows, and one of, one of my wife's uh, co- coworkers. Uh, recommended a show. It's a Hulu show called Letter Kenny. I don't know if any of you have seen it, but mm-hmm. it's oh, like yes. 10 seasons. There's like six episodes a season, but we started watching it. It's quick and goofy and weird, but uh, we've been enjoying it. So one of those ones you can That's just put on show. and like hear crazy Canadians talk. But we've been down the hatch. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Uh, so, fellas, I. I was going to do this in a two minute drill, but it's, I don't even know where it fits. I don't even know how to describe this. Do it. We've been walking the dogs and, and my dog, Petey, like you walk them, like say we're walking in the streets. There's not sidewalks everywhere in the neighborhood. And then yeah. you're just walking and suddenly he's pooping. He doesn't, there's no signaling with him. It's just walk to poop. And so he poops in the middle of the street. And I'm picking it up with the bag and you kind of pick it up with the bag and then reverse the bag back over mm-hmm. the, yes. And, and as I was doing that, uh, oh, no. a one inch end at the end oh, of his no. poop <gasps> broke, oh. broke off and bounced off my chest oh. and back onto the street. <laughs> uh, was it a legitimate was it, poo bound? Oh, and, was it mush, and mushy and hot? It was, it was steamy. And, I have not been able to pull my life together since this happened. <laughs> when was this? It's been about eight days. Oh no! I just, <laughs> oh my god! I just a mess, and I can't get past it, and I can't, I can't get it out of my head, and I just keep is reliving it, be- it over and over. <laughs> is it because dog feces hits your outer layer of your 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 clothes? Oh man! Well, so then I had to finish the walk with that hoodie on, right? Right, so you have feces on your hoodie, and it's not even there. It's just, it's just the memory. You of it. knew it was there. It was oh, just, so, uh, so what I'm doing is I'm anti-recommending poo bounds. 
Well, that makes sense. Holy cow, let's get to the two-minute drill. How's that work? Yeah. Two-minute drill. Two-minute drill. Wow. How's that work, Coach? Okay, we call it the two-minute drill. We all get two pops at it. 20 seconds. We get to talk about anything. We can talk about movies. We can talk about we can talk about radio shows. We could even talk about sports if we have a hair up our butts and we want to. But here's the kicker. It's supposed to be two minutes. We call it the two-minute drill, but it never, ever, ever goes just to two minutes. It always goes super way over. And that's why we call it the two-minute drill. That's right. And Buster Posey just went yard, according to a notification on my phone. Well, Posey! Welcome back, Buster Posey. So we're going to go maestro, coach, then me. Two-minute drill. Maestro, are you ready? I think so. Your two-minute drill starts now. All right, I like to give the PGA update this time of year because it drives BMOC crazy, but right now the PGA is in Texas at the Texas Open, and we're not going to talk about that because we're going to talk about the Masters. The Masters is next week. It's in Augusta, Georgia, and you know the players. We got Rom. We got DJ. We got Kepka. We got Justin Thomas. We got DeChambeau. Those are going to be the favorites. Augusta, let's go. <laughs> Time. Coach. UNC, legendary coach. He's been around for, I don't know, 33 years. Roy Williams retired today. So here's the big question. Who's next? Is UNC going to hire somebody else that's been around or he's recycling another coach? I'm going to say, don't do it. Don't hire the same guys that we've seen all over the place. It's time to hire somebody that deserves the job. That's Jerry Stackhouse. He played at UNC. He's the perfect coach for this era. Put him in right now. Don't even have a coaching search. Put him in. He's been coaching at Vandy. He deserves to be the UNC coach, and I love the hire. Jerry Stackhouse. Damn! Didn't didn't, uh, Roy Williams play for UNC? Oh, yeah. Roy Williams played, and he... So he was that kind of legacy hire, too. He's a legacy, yes. But, I mean, and he was they, that they're going to do that. Yeah, he, they're going to do a legacy hire. They won't hire from the outside. And I know he's a great coach. Uh, three national championships. Um, not enough to have the Dean Dome renamed the Roy Williams Dome. No, they'll never do that. Yeah. Very good. Uh, okay, fellas. So uh, last year in the NBA playoffs, they did this play-in at the end which I wasn't really paying attention to because my Cleveland Cavaliers had only won one game all season, more or less. But they're doing it again, and uh, it's kind of cool. The eighth seed and the seventh seed have to play each other for the seventh seed. <laughs> then the loser of that game has to play the winner of the ninth seed and tenth seeds, who normally don't Ooh. make the playoffs at all, to get the eighth seed. Oh, I like that. So two extra teams have a shot at, or four extra teams have a shot at the playoffs, the ninth and 10th on both sides. So here's why I think this is a great idea. Yes. The NBA trade deadline passed with not a lot of huge deals in part because four extra teams think they're going to make the playoffs. So they're not dumping players. It's like one of those changes that I think is good for the game and helps prevent sort of the last minute, the last minute (laughs) super team, right? I love it. Uh, and I'll tell you what else. Brooklyn Nets in the finals will be good. Utah Jazz, not so much. Time! Not so much. Time! Maestro. All right, you ready? 
Yes. Francisco Lindor became the highest paid shortstop. He got a 10-year deal to match $341 million. That's not too bad for to be 28. Yeah. And to get that, oh, get that kind of cash. Francisco, he's deserved. I love it. Good luck. Time. Hate it. Coach. Okay, so this past week, uh, the women's NCAA championship was being played. Not the championship, but the tournament. And it had two uh, powerhouses in Baylor and use in uh, UConn. Well, the game went down to the final play. Baylor had a chance to tie it or win it. They drove the length of the court. Their star player had the ball. She went up for the shot, and she missed it, and the game ended. If it ended like that, that would have been great. But she was demolished by the UConn players. Like I've seen the the refs swallow their whistles at the end of the game and said like, maybe it's a foul. There is zero doubt that this girl got absolutely crushed and it would have won. They would have won the game or it had a chance. It was a horrible time for the refs to swallow the whistle. It looks bad for uh, a, a game that is trying to get traction refs. You got to do better. Call that whistle, put Baylor on the line, let them have a chance to win the game time. So here's how a coach ends up getting fired. This is the whole thing. They're, they have big expectations, and they don't meet them. They don't meet them, but nobody wants to say anything. And then somebody says something, and that kind of starts that narrative rolling forward in the world. And Stephen A. from ESPN said it yesterday. The Celtics and Brad Stevens are not oh. long for this world, and that is kicking off that narrative. Coach, I'm sorry to tell you, Brad Stevens is on the roof. Mm. What do you think? He could be the next coach at UNC. That'd be the only outsider I would hire if I was <laughs> I UNC. Was the same I'm thing. telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. If he gets cut loose, he is the hottest coach in college, and the UNC job is his to take. Sorry, Jer- Jerry Stackhouse, but you're going to get screwed. Brad Stevens is going to be the next coach at UNC. <laughs> I'm just telling coach, you. You are. You are a piece of work. I'm just. I'm telling you, Brad. I want Jerry Stackhouse to get the job, but Brad will—they'll t- hire him instead of him. Well, then Brad Stevens—he could always go coach at Abilene Christian. Oh, because he really could. Time. <laughs> and that was two All right, fellas, we went a little long on the two-minute drill tonight. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to give the MVP to whoever's closest. Are we going to do that this week? All right. I'm going to say, I'm going first. I'm going to say it was four minutes and 16 seconds. 416 from Maestro. Okay. I'm going to go a little bit more than that. I'm going to go five minutes, 21 seconds. 521 for coach. Once again, Maestro closer. It was five minutes, 28 seconds. Congratulations, (laughs) Maestro. MVP for the 148th consecutive episode, and there being no other business on the agenda, that's all the sports fit to be discussed in a medium sort of way. I cannot thank Dr. Drew Burleson enough for joining us. Golf cart Jeremy, who joined us but couldn't actually speak, really an ideal guest in that respect. The best. Head to sportswednesday.com, click on merch to get your upside down golf cart t-shirts. They are one of our best-selling items, fellas. Uh, they're they're fantastic. On behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying take care of each other and good times, everybody. Good times.
is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at sportwednesday, that's sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at sportswednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Haig, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. (laughs) 